kayaks that make music for science. That story and more on H2 Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The tax bill that the Senate Republicans passed in the wee hours on Saturday morning contains provisions that affect the environment in not-so-good ways, according to some. First, the bill allows oil and gas production in a portion of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in Alaska. While one estimate says production could generate about $1 billion in revenue, it could threaten critical habitat for hundreds of animal species and sacred lands for Native Americans. National Geographic reports that the refuge is the largest in the U.S. and the only one in the country that is home to grizzly and black bears with denning sites for polar bears. It also provides a corridor for wildlife from Canada across Alaska to the Chukchi Sea. Wind and solar companies are worried that the Senate bill will hurt complicated provisions about investments in renewables. Peter Kelly of the American Wind Energy Association told the Washington Post that the bill could kill over half the wind projects in America. Another effect of the bill could hurt young developing scientists by halting tax breaks for all graduate students, including those in environmental studies programs. The bill now goes to the House for reconciliation discussions. The U.S. Supreme Court has allowed a lower court decision to stand, which could have far-reaching implications for water rights. The decision affirms the rights of a Native American tribe to groundwater dating back to the 1870s when the government created their reservation. The federal appellate court established that the Cahuilla tribe of the Agua Caliente Band has special reserved rights to groundwater going back 150 years. The Desert Sun reports the decision will give the tribe more of a say in negotiations in court battles. Jim Chaffee of the Desert Water Agency told the newspaper that the case could completely change water management in their area. The decision may affect the rights of tribes other than those in Southern California where the dispute arose. Leon Chapitsky of Stanford University said the decision is a strong affirmation of tribal water rights around the West and may affect surface as well as groundwater. The case heads back to the lower court early next year. Climate change is increasingly being taken into consideration by insurers and investors. A global network of 28 insurance organizations, known as ClimateWise, has warned that this year's natural disasters and extreme weather events have put 2017 on track to become the most expensive on record. The chair of the Organization of Insurers told Clean Technica that his industry has been shaken by climate perils that affect urban centers. The organization is also warning about an insurance gap. For example, the Houston area sustained about $180 billion of damage due to Hurricane Harvey, but only about 10% of that was covered. Investors in municipal bonds are showing their concern about climate change also. Last week, Moody's, the bond rating agency, explained how it takes climate change into consideration when it rates city and state bonds. Among the important factors are rising sea levels and flooding, as well as increases in the frequency of extreme weather events like tornadoes, wildfires, and storms. Moody's ratings are important to investors and can affect the interest rates that municipalities and states pay when they issue bonds. A Moody's representative told Bloomberg that the agency will ask cities and states what they are doing to mitigate exposure from climate change when it's determining credit ratings. 
Two endeavors in Mexico around producing some of our favorite alcoholic beverages are getting attention from water watchers, but for very different reasons. First, a construction project by Constellation Brands, which brews Corona among other labels, has spurred resistance from some who say the company will take scarce water from Mexico for beer destined for the U.S. As the Desert Sun reports, Mexican farmers say that as the brewery drinks up more water and pressures on the Colorado River grow, they're likely to get less for their crops. Protesters have set up camps outside the construction site, sleeping in tents, guarding the irrigation canal that runs along the brewery's border. A water expert in Mexicali told the paper that there's not enough for the brewery, but added one possibility might be for the company to treat agricultural runoff for reuse. The idea of recycled water is already in full swing just a couple of hours to the west. In Tijuana, an Italian winemaker is using reclaimed wastewater from a treatment plant to irrigate 800 grapevines. Reuters reports that the winemaking icon Camino Magoni says the finished product tastes like a Cabernet Sauvignon and there's no difference in the flavor. He said the recycled water is very clean and crystalline. According to Reuters, experts say that recycled water can be up to seven times cheaper than desalination and is more sustainable than taking water from overexploited aquifers, rivers, and lakes. And finally, getting out in a kayak is a wonderful way to explore waterways. Whether you're out in the ocean or paddling up a river, you can just relax and take in the sights from a unique perspective on the water. But what if you could take that blissful ride and put it to use for science? Researchers in the UK are hoping you'd find that a cool idea. They've created the Sonic Kayak, a boat rigged with sensors and microphones to gather underwater data for research. It's called the Sonic Kayak because as paddlers move along the water, not only will onboard computers gather that information, but the kayaker will be serenaded by sonifications of the data in real time. The result is a cross between a musical instrument and a research tool. The hope is that the boat's thermometers and microphones will generate things like temperature maps, which can document climate change or possibly help to compare human-caused noise pollution versus wildlife sounds. In both cases, the kayaks would provide data that's currently hard to get using standard research equipment. The team behind the Sonic Kayaks just published instructions on how to build one in the journal PLOS Biology last week, hoping to entice both professionals and citizens into conducting science. Interested in getting on board? Here's a sample of what you'd hear. Until next time, that's This Week in Water. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.